Welcome to another exciting episode of Life Coach BFF Show. This year, our focus revolves around the powerful theme, you're not too old and it's not too late to begin something new. Whether you are 35 and feel stuck in a job or 70 and searching for more, but fear is holding you back. Not anymore. Today, we have a phenomenal guest in her 80s, the incredible Ann Leonard, known as Steve Harvey's New Orleans grandma. Ann has graced his show over half a dozen times. She's a former cooking instructor at the New Orleans School of Cooking the victorious winner of Food Network's Clash of the Grandmas and co-author of the cookbook, Across the Table, with her dear friend, Harriet Robin. Get ready to meet our newest BFF. Let's dive in. Hi, Ann. I'm so happy to have you here on Life Coach BFF Show. Welcome. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, you have accomplished so many wonderful things, Anne, and I want to know, first, let's start with this. You're in New Orleans, which is the home of amazing food. We all know. Yeah, yeah. it is, for sure. Yeah. Well, my husband and I are both natives, so we've lived there all of our lives until just the last two years we okay. moved here. Okay, that's what I wondered if you were from New Orleans. And you so can't tell with this accent. <laughs> I, I assume that you are, Anne. I just didn't know if you had been there a while. And you also, are you still cooking at the New Orleans School of Cooking? No, when uh, in, two years ago, um, my husband and I, after COVID, we spent a lot of time with, our, with one of our sons here in Florida. And uh, actually, two sons have places here. And they both said, you know, y'all, we lived in the same house our entire married life, okay? Y'all really should think about selling your house because the area really had improved and such and moving to Florida. And that way you could see the grandchildren because our grandchildren live other places now. And at Christmas time and Thanksgiving, they'll come to the, to the property here in Florida, properties. So we, without even thinking, we just did it. We just did it. We <laughs> sold our house, I mean, like that and moved to Florida without, without looking back. So, wow. um, and, that, and at that time, I just said, well, that's it. You know, I finished cooking at the cooking school and I finished being a tour guide and all that stuff. So now I can just take it easy and uh, work in the yard. And that's what I do and oh, play bridge. That is so <laughs> nice. And so you taught a lot of the great chefs in New Orleans. Did I, I taught the chefs? No way. I'm not a professional chef. No, I can just cook and I can, I can, um, I can't say this on the television, but I can BS. Okay. I'm a good BSer. Because <laughs> in New Orleans, we tell it like it is. Okay. So I'm good at that. Well, you're also a good writer because you've written a cookbook with your friend. That here. took forever, forever. And if you write, you know, you, yes. you write, you rewrite, you rewrite. I was just telling my, my, my friend Judy, your mother-in-law, it's, it's a tremendous amount of work. I mean, it really is uh, until it, the, the, work, the phrasing sounds right and all that. But it, it turned out really well. I mean, I'm very pleased with it. Okay. Well, I cannot wait to get a copy of this cookbook because I'm well, all about it. And it says that this cookbook is full of New Orleans style dishes that are made simple, which I love. These down home simple recipes include death on a toothpick. What is death on a toothpick, Anne? Oh, that's one of, now, I wrote this with my friend Harriet Roban. She's my cooking partner and she's a New Orleanian too. And that was one of her contributions. Uh, 
It's a, a date with bacon wrapped around it. Oh, it's delicious. Really, really good. Oh, you know, we, we don't care about the calories and the, the fat and all that sort of stuff. It's, I wouldn't say we simplify recipes because neither one of us cook a lot of fancy things. It's just, it's the food that we grew up with. And it's the whole purpose in this cookbook, well, twofold. The cooking school wanted it because they knew, because we both teach and because we both have similar personalities that we would sell the book. I mean, you know, it would just sell itself, which it has. And then the second reason was um, we figured our grandchildren who now are moved, moved away, they don't, and I, they don't cook like we did. And those recipes have been in Harry and I's family since, since our family first came to New Orleans, that was 1830. So we don't want those recipes disappearing. So we wrote them in a cookbook and hopefully someday they'll look at the cookbook and try the recipes. That's, that was the whole real, real point of writing it. I can totally relate to that. And what I love that you just mentioned, I'm going to point out is the fact that you are passing along generational wisdom, which I feel like is so lost today. Uh, true. And of course, I'm not the type who's going to be meek and mild. I, I'm bold and I'll just <laughs> tell them like it is, you know, do it this way. And <laughs> same. Okay. You're the title of your cookbook book is Across the Table, Recipes and Stories from Two New Orleans Friends two New Orleans friends. And so how long have you and Harriet been friends? Well, it's kind of it's funny. We knew we, we grew up two blocks down away from each other in, in uh, the suburbs. We knew each other, but uh, Harriet's about one grade ahead of me. So we knew each other, but we didn't really, we weren't friends. And then um, when I retired from teaching school, Harriet a couple of years later retired from being a dietitian. And we both became tour guides, volunteer tour guides for a wonderful organization in New Orleans and came across each other that way. And then I became one of the instructors at the New Orleans School of Cooking. And I saw Harriet at a, at a meeting one night. She said, Anna, if there's ever any openings, let me know. So sure enough, the next week I went to school and they said, we're going to hire somebody. I, I said, I got the perfect person. So that's how Harriet got involved. And that's when really we became friends. And we're still friends from that point on. We've done a lot of stuff together. I'm sure. I'm surprised she didn't follow you to Florida. Oh, she thinks I'm nuts. She can't understand me at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I want to talk about this apple pie bread pudding. Just, I mean, even saying the name, you know, or my mouth is watering. I, I have to tell you, it, it, that contest you're talking about, the cooking, the, the food, the clash of the grandmas, it was a miracle I won that contest. I mean, I'm a good cook, but Harriet, is one of those quick on her toes. I'm not like that. And uh, so I, I competed against um, four other women and every, every, every um, contest, someone was eliminated. And I just happened to stay in there. That's, I mean, I'm not, it's really true the way I'm telling you this. Uh, and so when it came to the final, we were down to four of us, or three of us rather. And uh, I just kind of lucked out all the way through the contest. Truly I had. But when it came to the last one, which was desserts, um, they, they wanted us to do a, a dessert with apples. And this was Thanksgiving. So it had to have a, like a, a Thanksgiving theme. What? Okay, and let's back up just a little bit because I want you to tell us where, where was this contest held? Oh, okay. How did you get in this contest? Well, Sarah and I did a lot of, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to make it sound like we did tremendous. And we did really in a way. We, we were on the Steve Harvey show about seven times. And the how that came about is someone saw Harriet. Harriet and I cooked together, but not at the same time. We cooked at the same school, 
we couldn't teach together. We would both talk too much. So she would teach and I would teach a class and people like dislike us. They're amazed, you know, all that stuff. So anyway, so someone was filming Harriet, the whole class. And after the class was over, they said, Harriet, you have got to be on television. She said, oh, Harriet's very um, humble. I'm not humble. Okay. Um, and so she, oh, no, I'm not interested. What, what they, he kept after and after. So anyway, um, you really wanted this whole story, huh? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So unbeknownst to Harriet, this man whose name you can't forget was Robert uh, Duda. I don't know if you remember the song, Zippity Duda. Yes. Yeah. Well, you and I, our generation, so I remember your generation, I don't know. Anyway, so Mr. Duda's sister was one of the producers of the Steve Harvey show, which was in Chicago. So unbeknownst to Harriet, Mr. Duda sent the clip of her class to the Steve Harvey show, to his sister. And she instantly fell in love with Harriet. And she called the cooking school and the cooking, and they said, we went Harriet on the cooking show. Well, Harriet is humble, you know, and she's not shy by any stretch of imagination. And she I'm not interested. I could care less about that. And uh, and so they, she said, no, I don't want to do it. And so the cooking school, all they could think about was publicity. I mean, we're talking about national TV here. Okay? <laughs> right. So they kept that, kept badgering Harriet. And finally they said, Harriet, what can we do to get you to go on the show? And she said, if Anne can come, because I was the one who brought her to the cooking show. And so uh, they asked me, I said, sure, I'll do it. And so we went to, ch to Chicago. And once evident, I know nothing about what's behind the scenes of all this, you know, TV stuff. But once you do that, then there are other people who see, I mean, other people in the field who see you doing these things. And then they keep your name. And I guess when a contest comes along or whatever, you know, let's just check these people out. So that's how we got started with all this stuff. So like long story short, the cooking, the, the, the uh, clash of the grandmas, Harry interviewed, I interviewed. And then as it came closer to choosing who they were going to choose, uh, we asked how long we were going to be there. And, ha and they told us two weeks. Well, Harriet's mama at the time uh, was uh, 98 and, and lived with Harriet. She said, and Harriet said, I can't be going two weeks from mom. Anything happens, how am I going to, you know? So she dropped out and I got to go. So that's how I got there. Okay. Um, and so I just lucked out. I mean, but it, when it came to the finals, the, the dessert, and they said, make it a, a dessert with apples, um, anything you want. Harriet had said before I left, she, she knew, all, see, I never watched TV. I mean, I watched some stuff, but not cooking shows. And Harry said, Ann, if you get to the funnels, which we never thought I would get, um, she said, they're going to make you do a dessert. And I bet it's going to be with some fruit that's used in, at Thanksgiving time. She said, I bet it's going to be apples. And if you do, why don't you make uh, apples foster? That's a dish, you know, bananas foster. We do oh, it yeah. all the time. So she said, do apples foster and make sure you use Calvados, which is a branded apple branding. So I said, that's a great idea. So to make a long story short, so I got to it. And then... And then I decided I'm not going to do apples foster. I'm going to do a, a bread pudding, you know, and that's how it all came about. And I have to say on that bread pudding alone, I deserve to win because the bread pudding was fabulous. Of course, when you use two sticks of butter and eight eggs, you know, I mean, it couldn't be bad, you know, so that's how I won. <laughs> okay. okay. Is this recipe in your cookbook? No. Off the table? You know, when, when you do some of these television things like this, you sign your life away and we couldn't, we couldn't do it. Uh, so it's not in there, but the whole, whole secret to bread pudding, using stale bread, of course we use French bread at home, um, really stale, 
using a lot of eggs. I mean, I would say eight eggs might have been excessive, but I was trying to win. Um, probably six eggs for a big loaf of bread, about about French bread about that long. About um, six eggs, whole eggs, instead of milk, cream, good vanilla, and then sliced apples and brown sugar. You know, it's, it's just like a regular bread pudding, except you go overboard. And that's how I won. <laughs> I can believe so myself, good. really. <laughs> Okay, so you, and won $10,000 on this Food Network yep, Clash, yep. Clash of the Grandmas contest. And I want you to tell me, tell everyone what you did with that money. I think it's so lovely. Oh, you, oh, you know about it from the cooking. Well, what happened was, uh, unfortunately, my eldest granddaughter died at 14. And uh, my sons uh, and their friends got together and sent a considerable amount of money to a um, uh, a charity in out of Mobile, I think, or Birmingham. Birmingham, I think. I'm not. I think it's Birmingham, and it's a church, a Methodist church, I believe, or Baptist, one of the two, that um, has a house for girls in Haiti. And so I said, "Well, how, uh, my daughter's name is Jan." I said, well, "Jan, what can I do? I mean, I don't have ten thousand dollars. This is before the contest." So I said, "Can I make? I like to sew. So can I make pillowcases for them? Can I make quilts?" She said, no, they don't use any of that stuff. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I just kind of, you know, let it go into limbo. That's all. And then this prize came up and I thought, man, this is a good thing. I'm not going to do the whole 10,000 because I've never had that kind of cash to play with. So, so I gave it, I gave 10, 5,000 to the, uh, to the charity. And then I, I gave my, gave Harriet a thousand because she gave me the idea of the Calvados. And then I, uh, had fun with it with the rest. <laughs> That's did it. You, did you go on a cruise, and What did you do? <laughs> did I do what? No, I didn't go on a cruise. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, you know, slowly but surely it goes, you know, it just goes. And of course, you get 10000 but they take taxes out. So you don't make $10,000, you know. And California taxes are unbelievable. So I, I don't remember what I took home, but it was considerable, you know, maybe about 8500 something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly. But the money... The money managed to be used. It disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it didn't take too long either. <laughs> well, Anne, you you have been called by Steve Harvey his New Orleans grandma. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Harry and I both together. Okay, both of you. Okay, so yeah. let's talk about your time on his show. What did that look like? And how and how did you feel before your first appearance on the Steve Harvey show? Well, you know. You'd have to know Harriet and me, okay? Uh, and I don't know how, I mean, this is gonna, this is gonna sound braggadocious. I don't mean it like this. It's just, a, I tell it like it is, okay? So for Harriet and me, sure, it was exciting to go up there, but it was no big deal. I mean, we, we're always in front of people, you know, we, we, we do um, presentations at hotels and we do local television, all that kind of stuff. I mean, so it was no big deal. I know that sounds like I'm playing it down, but it really wasn't. I mean, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into, but uh, it was marvelous. I mean, they showed up. We had a limo pick us up at the bar in the back of the limo, which we enjoyed. And then um, they put us in hotel, spent the night in the hotel. The next morning, went to the studio. They had a limo take us there. And um, it's a whole production when you go to these TV shows and you go to the green room, they interview you, know, like you're doing with us. And then um, they tell you what's going to happen. And it was only a six minute stint. I mean, that's not much time. 
And so um, we went on and uh, he was, he couldn't have been more charming. I mean, he was just a, an adorable man, really adorable. And he dresses so well too. I mean, some of his stuff I don't like, but some of it was gorgeous. But anyway, so <laughs> you really want to hear that we, we did it, huh? Okay, we'll yeah. tell Yeah. Uh, so when they talked to it, when the, when the producer called us in New Orleans to, to, you know, ask us if we were interested, blah, blah, blah. They said, well, what would y'all like? No, I said, well, what, I asked, what would y'all like us to cook? They said, well, something typical New Orleans. Now, this may not mean anything to you, but where are you from originally? Greenville, Mississippi. Oh, then this this will mean something to you, baby. So they said, um, they said, well, something typical New Orleans. I said, well, like what? They said, like chicken pot pie. Parent and I looked at each other. Chicken pot pie? We don't do that in New Orleans. We said, we don't do that. They said, well, I do whatever you want to do. So I chose meatballs and spaghetti. Not that I'm Italian, but uh, but I love it. And we have a good recipe. And then Harry chose uh, something you probably don't know about it. Um, it's called dobe. It's um, you take a roast and you cook it down in a red gravy. We just both, that was her favorite thing. Anyway, so make a long story short. So you send the recipes with all the instructions and they have a professional chef who cooks all this stuff ahead of time. And then right before the show began, this is funny. They brought us into the kitchen, the kitchen in the back. And, the, and it was beautifully presented. You know, we picked up the lid. I, I swear to you. When we saw Harris, we didn't know what it was. <laughs> it didn't look like a guy dove, you know. Anyway, so uh, so we go on stage, and there's Steve Harvey, you know, and and um, and we had to do a demo, a quick demo. And I'm putting garlic into the um, into the the, the gravy. Uh, we call it red gravy in New Orleans. And he said, uh, I'll never forget this. He said, "That's a lot of garlic." Huh? I said, "No, no, I'm not. Again, I'm not looking at the. I'm just talking to him." And I said, no, I don't think so. I said, uh, in fact, I said in the previous life, I think I was Italian. I'm not, a, I'm Irish and German and French. I said, I think I was Italian. He said, why? I said, because I love garlic. I love garlic. I love Italian men. I just mean married to an Italian man. He said, well, why not? I said, <laughs> and I, said I used to say this at the cooking show all the time, at, at the cooking school. I said, because they're not very faithful. I might be Lorena Bob. And I go like this. And Steve Harvey, I couldn't believe I said it. I mean, I, I don't think I didn't think anything of it when I said it because I say it all the time in front of all these tours that I cook for. But it like he couldn't believe it, and so that did it. You know, I mean, he just picked up on it like he does, and and the six minutes when I'm telling you flew. I'm not kidding, you flew. And he's and then he said at the end, he said, "I'm gonna have y'all back," and I'm thinking, "I'm like, yeah, sure, sure enough." couple of weeks later we got another call and so we did it i'm telling you seven times could be more than that i don't remember but it was stretched over a period of time and that's what started it all and then from there we went to other stuff you know that so, is so funny that's so cute that is so i love that lorena bobbitt <laughs> yeah my sister one of my sister's friends said ann uh just uh opened up uh lorena bobbitt to a whole new generation because his, his people that watched these were in the television studio were pretty much younger. You know, they probably uh -huh. knew where Bob it was. But anyway, that's my story. <laughs> you educated them that day, Ann. Right. <laughs> oh, more than just cooking. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite recipe in your cookbook across the table? Mm. I don't know. I got to think about that. Uh, uh, she was... I don't, I don't know. I think gumbo. I love gumbo. I mean, I love gumbo. And I went into tremendous deep, again, remembering that this was written for our grandchildren. 
uh, tremendous detail on what to do and how to do the room and all that kind of stuff. So I love the gumbo. I love them all, really. It's all my favorites, you know. Yeah, I cannot wait to make your gumbo. I just made gumbo recently, but I'm now just hearing you talk about it. I'm positive that your recipe is better than the one that I used. Well, it was the cooking school recipe, but it, it, the trick to the gumbo, at least it depends what kind of gumbo you're doing, because we do two kinds of gumbo. In the cooking school, we taught chicken and sausage, which is a Cajun gumbo. And the, the trick to not the trick or the secret, well, two things, a dark, dark roux. I mean, dark, the color of an old penny. You know what that is? Yes. And then the sausage. Good smoked sausage, which y'all can get good sausage in, in, uh, Florida, in Mississippi. So, But those are the two secrets to it. So that, that that's my favorite recipe, I guess. Oh, that's good to know. Thank you for sharing You're that. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> yes. Well, Anne, I have been talking a lot about how we're not too old. I'm over 50. We're not too old. It's not too late. And do you have any thoughts on that? You've done a lot. Well, for one thing, you're no, you know, I'm a, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm 82, but you're a lot younger than, I mean, a lot younger than me. You know, I, I, all I can say is just, if you want to do it, do it. I mean, I, 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 I knew I, I didn't want it when I retired from teaching school, kindergarten, I tried kindergarten. I knew I didn't want to sit around because I'd just be eating all the time, you know? And that's how I got the idea. Uh, I lived in New Orleans all my life, so let's be a tour guide, which was a lot of fun. And then, um, and I did that as a volunteer, a volunteer. And then I then I started doing it professionally. And and I just I, I don't know. It just I was just I was fortunate. I everything just worked out and play worked in place for me. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what advice to give people other than just do it. You know, what have you got to lose? Didn't cost me anything. You know, and I'm cheap too. So uh, if it cost me, I would have, I might have thought twice about it, <laughs> but um, you just do it. I mean, what, so what are the alternatives? Sit around home, look at television. There's nothing on television except commercials and dirty words and uh, sex. I mean, I'm not against sex, but I mean, you know, it's unbelievable what they get away with on television. I can't get over it. But anyway, uh, so, you know, just be different and do what you want to try something you have. All you can do is. Say, yeah, I didn't like that after all. I mean, I, I tried uh, over the, like during summertime, I would go to uh, a craft. I love to do crafts. I don't do them anymore though. But I, I learned how to make brooms and how to weave baskets and uh, all kind of stuff. So yeah, if you don't try it, you don't know, you know? So that's the truth. And I mean, there is so much out there for us to do and try and be. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just want to do all of it, and I don't know about you, but I just want to experience everything. Well, you're young enough to have a lot. Of, I mean, I've kind of waited later, later in life, you know, but to do it. But uh, you know, go for it. What again? What What's the options? You know, just sit home and do nothing. So well, I feel go like you're it. still doing it, Anne. You're still well. Going I don't know about that. I'm playing bridge with your mother-in-law, who I think is the most adorable Southern belle I have ever met in my entire life. She is the epitome of a Southern belle to me. <laughs> she is wonderful. She's wonderful. And Joe is, a, your, your, your father-in-law is precious too. Really sweet. Thank you, Anne. Thank you. Thank you so much for do, for being on with me today and for spending well, time with me. Thank you. Well, I hope it, I hope it worked out like you wanted. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. 
this was a fun day. I hope you enjoyed Anne as much as I did. And if you love the show, please go right now and leave a review. Scroll down on Apple. You'll see the stars. Tap the fifth star. Write something sweet. That's always good. Let us know what you learned, what you liked about the show. We would love your feedback please. And it also helps us get more fun guests on the show and helps our reach so other women like you can find this podcast. Speaking of finding the podcast, remember sharing is caring. So please pass this along to your mom, your friends, your sister, those around you who you think would benefit as well. I love you. I'm so thankful for you. Thanks for joining me today. If you haven't already, go over to Instagram. It's Heather Petty underscore. And I have a new broadcast channel. Every day I post a daily to-do. It's inspirational, something fun, something to help keep you motivated, help us moving right along in our path, on our journey together. I love you. I mean it. See you next time.